Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. That's right, and today we're on the road again. (laughs) (laughs) We are on our way back from the Gettysburg Pop Rock and Horror Festival. Yeah, so uh, we figured we've got a couple hours in the car. We might as well use this time to, you know, we'll we'll talk about the experience we had. We're going to kind of give an overview of it and, and all the fun things that we did. We know that we've been posting a lot to Instagram and Facebook um, showing off some stuff but we figured let's let's give some stories so you might hear the GPS you might hear the rustle of the bag we got the bag fries going so yeah bag fries (laughs) so yeah so let's let's dive into uh, the first annual pop rock and horror convention yeah, so I think just starting off, like, it was cool to be in Gettysburg. I've never really spent time in Gettysburg, so I was kind of down to clown with them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think, so, I really, really got to give props to Scott Hewitt, the guy who, who kind of created this whole thing and ran it, because he very much promised a fan-driven experience, and that's exactly what this was. It really was. This... This was a... How do I want to say it? When you're used to really big, crowded conventions, Mm -hmm. this was a little bit smaller. It was intimate. It was chill. Mm -hmm. And it it was a breath of fresh air, honestly. Um, Agreed. So, uh, yeah, we... I also have never, you know, been to Gettysburg. This was also... I mean, we really didn't, you know, get to explore anything, but we can say we've been here now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we, um, we we got on board fairly early with with the convention uh, a couple months ago. Uh, we found a post about it, and we're like, you know, hey, like let's look into it. Uh, we ended up getting a table, and Marissa right away was reaching out like, hey, paddles. Because it's something we've always wanted to do at conventions. And Scott got back to her and that started this really awesome open communication between us where it was like, can, you know, he said, can, can you help with this? Is this something you can do? And we really got to do so much behind the scenes that, I don't know, I, I, I'm going to let you kind of. Yeah, no, I mean, Scott is just such a fucking sweetheart, man. Like, I'm in love with him because he was just so genuinely warm and kind and just, in like, wrapped, like, engulfed us like we were part of a family. And I feel like he really took a chance on our three podcasts. I think Horror Movie Night, Mise on Scream, and Jersey Ghouls all promised something. And we, we kind of showed up and he was like, he let us take the reins, man. And we did all these cool panels. We screened movies. We... And for me, uh, having, for the past three years we've been doing this, I've been really trying to sell the idea that a good convention has panels. And it's what makes good cons. It's what makes for memorable moments. And not only did he put together an amazing Return of the Living Dead panel that I got to run, which I was 
so fucking starstruck by. And he put together a uh, Cujo panel that Matt Kelly and Katie got to run for Mise on Scream. But uh, he also let me do a women in horror panel. And he was like, I'll give you a room. Good luck. And, and I amazingly so many of the female celebrities who were there were so fucking supportive like even people like who couldn't make it like Linnea Quigley and Felissa Rose and all of these amazing iconic women they were like that is awesome you do that like we are behind you and we had two amazing celebrities come to the panel we had Amelia In King 10 K- miles take Aww. the exit onto I-76 and I-76 Pennsylvania Turnpike toward Philadelphia yes we will and um so I did this panel, and Amelia Kincaid and Angela Gothels from uh, Leslie Vernon, and Amelia Kincaid, who obviously is Angela from Night of the Demons, they both showed up, and they both talked about what it means to be a woman in the horror industry. And we also had the director of Never Hike Alone on our panel, uh, Vincent, and we had all, and then we had all our podcast people on there, and it was fucking amazing. And we had a decent crowd. Like, people showed up for this thing, and it was really cool. And for me, like, one of the reasons why I started this whole crazy Jersey Ghouls endeavor is to promote a voice for people who don't have a voice, or, like, to to promote feminism and horror, and I I feel like I got to bring that to life this weekend, and it meant the world to me. So I... (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, can't talk and change lanes at the same time. Um, (laughs) On the Facebook group, there has never been, that I've seen, with the conventions that we've been to and, and the groups we belong to, the amount of communication. Like, Scott's team on that end were constantly giving you updates. Here's what's going to happen. Here's the breakdown. Here's the schedule. And, like, giving you plenty of time. It's not like they were releasing the schedule day of. Gave you plenty of time. If somebody had to cancel, they let you know right away. Like, everything I felt... Everything was, like, just run so smoothly. And I'm bringing all of this up and then the communication up because going back to something that you had said about really being a convention for the fans, Scott put out a post and he said that, you know, he's been doing conventions for forever. And he said that, you know, there are plenty of conventions where you can get a quote-unquote VIP pass. And a VIP pass gets you, like, a couple perks, you know, whatever. But it costs an arm and a leg. And he's like, I don't want that. So he specifically made sure that all of the celebrities didn't charge an arm and a leg for autographs and selfies and things like that. And they also made a point to say that, you know what? A lot of times there's, like, a VIP night. And again it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. So he thought everybody that comes to this convention is a VIP. Our celebrities, our guests, our vendors, our staff, everybody is on the same playing field. And that's when they announced the bonfire and the karaoke. Mm -hmm. And they said celebrities will be attending both bonfire and karaoke. And we will get into the bonfire and the karaoke, but like that blew my mind. And it's like, then you're thinking like, eh, but yeah, like, who did they get? Like, you know, we got the guy that played, you know, the grocery store clerk in this movie. No, they got legit 
amazing genre superstars. Yeah. I mean, you're, like, hanging out with, like, Dee Wallace and fucking Danny Pintora and, like, Richard Band and, like, Tarman, Alan Totman, and, like, these amazing human beings are just chilling. And what I liked about it, too, was that, like, at other cons, the celebrities are all kept in rooms that are very... You go in, you get your autograph, and you're done. We were, like, across from people. Yeah. Like, I could see Felissa Rose and all the amazing stars, like, from our booth. And it be- it was a very, like, intimate thing where, like, you literally would walk by and they would say hello to you by name. And it was such a cool experience, like, just being there and being a part of this with them. And, yeah, let's talk about Saturday night. Well, you should start with talking about Friday night. Yeah, we... We should we should talk about Friday. So, yeah. So we get there. I I, I was uh, Matt, a uh, horror movie night. Matt, he got there first. He actually got he was smart. He got there Thursday night and went in, set up, got settled. So he was ready to go. Um, I was the next one to arrive. Um, and then you know I get us set up. I get us ready to go. And when five o'clock hits, when the doors open, like it's you know. We're, we're, we're going right, we're right out the gate, and, like, suddenly it's like, okay, we gotta go do Cujo panel, and we gotta start doing costume contest stuff, and, like, it kind of got... It was busy. It got busy real quick. Um, lots of people coming through, we were saying hello to people, meeting new friends, um, so, like, Friday night, like, kind of went by in a blur, agreed. honestly. Yeah, like, cause agreed, yeah, Because so much was going on. We knew what we were doing but at the same time like we didn't like we didn't have a full solid grasp on exactly how it was going to go but I mean we made it through and it actually kind of you know we figured out how we're going to work the rest of the weekend so even though Friday night was a bit of a bit of a blur um it it, it you know it, it worked out in the end so I believe the con floor was closing down at 10 but we had left a little early, and we ended up. There was a bar in the rest or uh, in the hotel, and they. I mean, they had karaoke scheduled for Saturday night, but it didn't mean that we couldn't fire up the karaoke machine on Friday oh, night. Yeah. So, uh, so we. Oh, I have to mention <laughs> that uh, Joshua does cosplay. That is where you're gonna find him on uh, Instagram. We have seen him at other cons. If you go back in our Instagram when we were at. Monster Mania Hunt Valley. He was the art, the clown that we took pictures with, mm-hmm. um, and we've seen him at you know Monster Mania Cherry Hill. So when he came up to us uh, at the at this convention, we were like, "Oh, wait! Like we know you. Like Joshua does cosplay, and we complimented his his cosplay. He had an amazing. Oh my God, his Frank was Uncle so cool. Frank costume from Hellraiser and the Chatterer. And again, you're gonna be able to see all the pictures uh, are on social media for us. Um, so what he ended up doing, and he says that he often does this, so he went back to his room, he got out of costume, he's now in plain clothes, he cut, he came back to our booth and he was like, I just want to say, you know, thank you for, you know, like, remembering me and thank you for, for complimenting me. He's like, you know, he, you know, he works really hard on his cosplays. And so we got to talking and then it's that magical con wonderfulness that happens where like you have that moment you're like I just made a new friend like we have another like we captured another one we got a new horror friend like Joshua is now you know we're is now in the con family 
because of just like these amazing interactions we get to have with each other. So anyway, Scott from Horror Movie Night, Joshua and myself end up going into the bar because we hear people singing and we're like, is it karaoke? Like, do they just have a band playing or whatever? And we walk in and it's celebrities and guests alike just hanging out. And I gotta say, and one of the, the, the moments that made my entire weekend, Danny Pintaro, who is was here for the Cujo reunion, but is most famously known for the TV show Who's the Boss. So he gets up and he sings Tiny Dancer by Elton John. But of course, anybody that knows that song knows that at some point in your life, it's you've heard. Miles. Take the exit onto I-76 and I-76 Pennsylvania Turnpike toward Philadelphia. You have heard someone sing, hold me closer, Tony Danza. So that's what he got up there and that's what he sang. Um, and I, again, it's gonna be on uh, social media. Hearing him sing, hold me closer, Tony Danza, was absolutely amazing. The whole crowd went wild. Getting to see uh, Felissa Rose sing, um, what is she saying? Summer Greece, Love, yeah. yeah, from Greece. Like, and, and they're just, again, we're going to say this a thousand times, all of the celebrities, so down to earth. So fucking cool. So amazing. None of them acted as if they were above anybody. They would see you in the hall and they said, hey, I mean, the celebrities are there. You know, obviously, it's, it's a job. They're there. They're making money. You have to pay for autographs and selfies and what have you. But there were plenty of celebrities that I was able to like walk by their booth and talk to them real quick. Or I saw them walking around the convention floor and was able to talk to them. And I never felt that, you know, they were standing there like waiting for me to pay them for something. I bumped into uh, Danny Pintaro walking the floor and I went up to him and I was like, dude, hold me closer, Tony Danza. I'm like that. Like, that made my weekend. And I got a hug. And he was like, you know, like, that's... He, he was like, you know, it, it just... He said someone suggested that he should have sang Who's the Boss Now, Tony Danza. <laughs> he's like, but, you know, maybe next time. And I was like, dude, like, that was lightning in a bottle. And he's like, yeah, like, you can't really... Like, you can't you can't repeat that. Like, that's a yeah. once-in-a-lifetime thing. But, but like, that kind of shit. Like, it, every... Like, I just... I can't get over how casual like everything was yeah so I have to tell my story about Linnea because so just as a background and we're going to cover Return of Living Dead eventually but Return of Living Dead literally one of my all time favorite horror movies always has been it was one of those ones I watched over and over and over and over and over again as a kid always loved it and again when we talk about why horror for me it's always about how horror made me feel safe somehow and feel like I ha I belonged somehow in a, in, in a world that I didn't, you know, in real life always belong to. And Linnea Quigley was so big to me in all of that because some of the, her two biggest movies, Night of the Demons and Return of the Living Dead, were movies I watched all the time as a kid. And so I, in my head, one of my goals for this weekend was to meet her. And I don't, we don't have a lot of money. I'm not going to spend money on autographs, you know, but I was like, you know, I, this, if ever I was going to drop big money on autographs, the entire cast of Return of the Living Dead would have been it. And I was like, you know, but it is what it is. If I meet her, I meet her. I wasn't even sure we were going to be able to do the panel. 
So I'm walking around the one morning and she walks into the room and she looked lost. So I asked her, you know, if she needed help. Next thing I know, I offered to go buy her Starbucks and she was so sweet. She was like hugging me and trying to give me money. And I was like, no, no, I got you covered. I drove like 20 minutes away because we were in the middle of nowhere. Got her her specific order, drove all the way back. And then just because she's literally the nicest woman in the world, took one of her 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 prints that she charges like $50 for, autographed it for me, shot the shit with me, and then for the rest of the time treated me like a friend. And it was the coolest thing in the world. And like... And a picture. You guys got your picture together. And that's right. And I took a picture with her for free. And like she didn't have to do any of that for me. Like she is this wonderful human being who's meant so much to my life. And I bought her coffee, which was honestly an honor. And yeah. she treated me like gold because of it and like it, it was unbelievably cool and like so like when Felissa Felissa Rose and Catherine Caney literally were like we are feel terrible that we missed your panel we want to be on your show to make it up to you like that blew my mind like these women owed us nothing and we were these nobodies just putting on a panel and not only did they like shoot the shit with me about women in horror and we talked about like feminism I promoted like all of the stuff that we are big in I even talked about like the women in horror film festival and next thing we know they're they're gonna be on the show no big deal and what I found hysterical that Catherine was like I am so so sorry our line was just so busy that you know we weren't able to get away to do the podcast and I was like please don't apologize that your line was busy I'm like that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's why you're here. Yeah, right. You know, and to me, I'm like, I would much rather see you with a line around the block. Me too. I mean, obviously, I would love to have you at our panel, but no, get that line around the block. Sign that stuff. Like, I was thrilled that they were too busy to come. Like, that's yeah, that's why you're here, you know? And that's, this is just like the fan base and, and the celebrity guests. Like, everything just came together, and, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to just keep gushing about it. Me too. And while we're gushing, can I gush about Angela Gothels and how she is literally one of the nicest human beings I think I've ever met? Like, literally, she was so supportive. She was, like, promoting the panel for us. And, like, at the bar, she was so sweet and, like, hanging out. And I think I embarrassed her a little bit because I tried to get her to do karaoke, and she was, I think she was, like, a little shy about it. But um, she was literally one of the nicest people I think I've met in a minute like I wish that I could be friends with her in real life all the time because she had just such a positive energy and she was just such a genuine sweetheart and I felt that way about everybody you know who I want to take home besides Linnea obviously because I fucking love her I couldn't be cool around her um I want to take home Bev Bev Randolph Tina from Uh Charlie Louis Dead she is so sweet and she's Tina like she is like this little adorable like use your manners and be prim and proper because she's adorable and she's present. And you know who I bought shots with and did shots with? I was going to say, I can't believe we've gone this far oh my God. and not mentioned him. Oh, my God. The real star of our show, Miguel Nunez. Holy shit, he's awesome. I oh. have never met anybody that was on all the time. Like, mm-hmm. when Miguel Nunez walked into a room, you knew it because he didn't just enter a room. He would walk in throw his hands up and be like hey I'm here now or like hey sorry I'm late I had to go to the bathroom like he just he lit up every single room that he was in he did not have to like sit there and shake our hands and say hello and say what's up and take his time like 
we literally caught him as he was walking somewhere and we were like, Miguel Nunez! And he came over and yeah, you mm-hmm. bought he yeah. bought you shots. He shot. bought us shots. Because we said we, we were, were going to buy, buy him a shot, right. And he was like, no, I can't drink right now. But then he put out money and what, bought, like, us two, bought, yeah, shots. bought us shots. Um, and then, like, not only did he buy shots, but at the bonfire, he, well, first of all, when he met my daughter, he when I walked up to his booth to introduce myself, he came around, told her she was adorable, hugged her. She felt like such a hot shit. <laughs> she was so excited. Then, at the bonfire at one point, you guys, <laughs> he literally... There was a circle of kids playing. They all had little glow sticks on. It was really cute. He sat with them and, like, hung out. Like He did. Oh, and he was, like, snuggling dogs on the floor. Like, he was the most real fun. And he killed it on our panel, man. Oh, my like, God. I cannot wait to put out that recording. Because, oh, my gosh. Like, a, every, I mean, everybody, treasure. everybody was just so great. But there was, like, with Miguel... You could physically feel the positive energy rolling off that man's body. True like story. he he was just he was a force. Like there's mm-hmm. no other way to say it. He was a force and you could not help but smile when he when he was around. You oh my god, true story. He literally was the a sweetheart in, yeah. in every way. Um, so now it's Saturday, the first full day of convention. Um and yeah, and you know what, Leah, let's let's skip to the end. Let's go to checking off some of the stuff. Marissa, tell me on Saturday, what things were checked off on your bucket list? Oh, man. All right, so meeting Linnea quickly, obviously. Check. Getting a picture and autograph of with her. Check. Um, Doing a panel on women in horror. Check. Doing the panel on Return of the Living Dead. Check. Doing karaoke for the first time ever. Check, 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 check. And there's one more. Big uh- one. Going in a pool when it was closed and getting kicked out <laughs> and caught. So we were we might have we might have raged a little bit last night, just a little bit. I mean, when I say rage, I mean Jersey Ghouls raged, which means we each had two seltzers. It yeah. got very silly. <laughs> but um, <coughs> all right, maybe it was more like twenty seltzers. But either way, um, we one of our uh, the the Mise on Scream family had a uh, room that was adjacent to the pool. And around one in the morning, we decided it'd be a good time to take a little dippity doo Yeah. Even though it was, even though it was well closed. Clearly stated that it closed at 10 p.m., mm-hmm. but we're like, you know what? We're rules, going in. Rules don't apply when you're a panel moderator. No, no. no, and to be fair, there were a ton of people in the there, pool. Yeah, it wasn't just us. We right. weren't the only rule breakers. But, like, I, the, the like, goody two-shoes in me comes out so quick, because one of the women from the hotel came. And like shined a flashlight on us and was like, <laughs> you know this place is closed. This is, the sign clearly says the pool's closed. The pool is closed. Everybody else is like looking at her, not me. I ran. I got up. I was like, fucking po po, bye bye, Like I literally, you can take the girl out of the hood, man, but you can't take the hood out of the girl. I fucking ran. I got my towel and I fucking booked it. I'm such a rule follower, but man, I've never done that before. I'm That's so fun. proud of you. I know I've done. I'm so I was proud of you. So out of my box, and I have to say. I was incredibly nervous about pulling all of this off, and I couldn't have done it without the love and support of the entire Podslashers family, from Scott Roger, like, literally roping in Amelia Kincaid for us, to, like, all of Matt Kelly's support and love and technical assistance, to Katie jumping in and representing me on screen and also doing a fucking kick-ass job at the Cujo panel. She, like, kept that thing moving so well. I think we cannot, I cannot state how much this was a group effort, and also to my husband who played you know, Daddy uh, Gettysburg history tour with yeah. my kids so that, you know, we can make this a family event because for me, it's like taking a little mini family vacation and trying to 
toggle and balance that is always tricky for me. So I'm incredibly thankful for all the people who make this possible. But yeah, I literally achieved things that I never thought I would achieve in my life this weekend. Saturday was a day that we're going to remember for for the rest of our lives. Yeah. It was so it was so cool to see. So we, you know, at noon on Saturday is when we were going to do this women in horror panel. Mm-hmm. We knew we had Angela Gotham. She I'll was confirmed. Five. <laughs> um, and we figured we're going to ask Catherine, we're going to ask Felissa, we're going to ask Linnea, we're going to ask any of the celebrities we can, like, would they like to join? Obviously, we know that their time is limited. Mm-hmm. We know why they're there, but we just, we don't, we don't want to shot. Yeah. Like, we don't want to miss the opportunity. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no. Thank you for your time. Whatever. Um, so we figured, you know what, that at least we've got, you know, Marissa and I are there. We've got Katie. We knew uh, that we wanted to have uh, Vincent DeSanti, who mm-hmm. directed Never Hike Alone. and has Such an, a cool dude. And is an upcoming film um, that is got a female serial killer. So we wanted his perspective. And then continuing, like, just in the genre fan and, and podcast family, Scott from Horror Movie Night. So we're like, you know, we've got us. Like, we can do this. So... You know, it gets to be time, and we're sitting down and getting everybody seated or whatever. And in comes Scott with Amelia Kincaid. Uh huh. And it was like, she said yes. Like, and Scott had even said, I think it. She at first she had said like, no, thank you. She, you know, she unfortunately doesn't have time. And Scott was like, you know, it's it's that's fine. Like it would only be like a half hour. And and he he worked his we talked charming yeah. Scott Roger smile mm-hmm. and and she came and honestly I, I mean the things that she talked about the things that Angela talked about honestly that everyone spoke about on the panel uh, I really I don't we, we joke but I'm gonna share a story that someone we met told us so Throughout the weekend, um, I think it was it was probably Friday night that we first met her, mm-hmm. but there was a woman named Tammy that we met. Yep, a.k.a. Dr. Suki. Dr. Suki. Yeah, love her. So, she, you know, we saw her around all weekend, and we said, like, hey, Sweetheart. Yep. come out to the Women in Horror panel, and she's like, yeah, no, let's do this, and she was game for it. So, last night, she grabbed me, and she says, I want to tell you that, you know, when my daughter was 14... She told me she was a feminist. And her, Tammy's response was like, that's a terrible way of thinking. You know, feminists hate men. You know, like they're those militant, like shave your head. Like she just had this idea of what a feminist is in her head. And she said that she comes to our panel and she hears what Amelia and Angela and Katie and Vincent and Scott have to say. She sees what Marissa is saying. She sees what we're doing. She had heard, you know, Marissa and I talking about our podcast. And she said that she, you know, basically has to go to her daughter and say, I'm sorry. Like, I was wrong. I see now that feminist is not this, like, you know. Dirty word. Yeah, yeah, like this man-hating, you know, movement. She's like, feminism is about empowerment and equality and just the fight for you know even playing field 
in, in, in all manners of life, not just in the horror movie genre or the movie genre itself. It's, it's in life and, and in today's current political climate, it's so much more important now than ever that women find their voice and speak up. And it's like, she, you know, she came to all of this because of, of the women that were speaking and like that completely blew us away. So shout out Tammy, what's up? Yep. And to Tammy's daughter, what's keep, up to you, keep girl? Up with feminism, baby. We we love you guys. Tammy, we hope that you enjoy, you know, our our, our ghouls episodes. Uh, we we are so so happy to have you be a part of our family now. Yeah, and one of the other things that um just to kind of piggyback off that story, a guy came up to me and he was he was he was in costume and he was like pretty big, scary dude, you know, like, and he had his costume on and it was funny because he was like, you know, I just want to thank you for doing what you did this weekend because I'm here with my daughter and she really got so much out of the women in, in horror panel and I'm so happy that she has you know, people advocating for more positive influence and role models and all that stuff within horror for women he's like, it makes me feel good to see women like you like doing your thing and it meant the world to me to think that like his daughter was positively influenced by what we did. Like, it's, I've always, like, said one of the things I I went into this for was to, you know, kind of really support uh, my theories about why horror matters and kind of show that with anybody. And I also had, um, I was really, like, flustered because somebody, um, Angelo was like, dude, you, that was such an intellectual and, like, satisfying discussion like thank you so much and like that floored me man because that's yeah. exactly what I try to bring to the table and to have somebody kind of thank me for that was so I, after it was all said and done I hugged Marissa and and I got I got welled up I got Aww. a little teary-eyed because this is something that that you have been trying to put together at conventions and you have had the door closed in your face constantly or or they just flat out ignored you yeah you know or you were shut down and it was amazing that we finally got the opportunity. And I think now that that door has been open, especially with pop rock and horror, you know, this is definitely something that I feel can be repeated because there is plenty still to discuss about women in horror. This okay. wasn't, this was not a one and done. This is absolutely something that could, that could continue. But I was just, I'm, I'm going to get gushy guys. I'm so proud of you. Aww. I'm so proud of you. Aww. Thanks, buddy. I couldn't do it without you. We make a good team. We do make, we a, make good a good team. team. So what um, else What else happened on Saturday? Well, I guess we could, uh, we could also jump to the the return of the living dead pal. Oh, my God. It was so awesome, dude. You had your Tarman reenact Tarman. You had um, every... I made poor Tom Matthews just give the lines of Freddy. He was like, Tina! <laughs> like, he did it so good. It was so good. Um, they, they all slayed. Like, every single person on that stage bought something so wonderful. Like, Beverly Randolph just, you know, telling all these interesting inside stories. You know, Miguel being fucking hilarious and, like, trolling everybody in the best ways possible. Just... And, and the sense of camaraderie between all of them seems so legit. Like, with Linnea and, and Alan and all of them, they all seemed so genuinely interested in hearing each other and it was actually really cute because um later on in the day I like had to get permission from from them and they were all so defensive and protective of one another I thought it was the cutest thing in the world and like yeah I think it's gonna be awesome content I'm so excited to like share this with the world you know and the the Cujo panel was amazing too just to kind of 
gush about that one because not only did you have Dee Wallace, who literally is a rock star yeah. of a human being, like she, um, she, she was outside standing at, on Saturday night waiting to go to dinner, and she, out of the goodness of her heart, took a picture with Scott and signed his Cujo pe- uh, thing for him with my pen. And she used to be a high school English teacher. Knew I liked her for a reason. Um, yeah, so it was it was so cool. And yeah, and then we got to go get White Girl Wasted, and yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so skip to the bonfire on Saturday night. So yeah, um, there there's a drink called Spike Seltzer, and uh, it's kind of tasty. It's, yeah, it goes down easy. And if you drink a couple of them, suddenly the little hills of Gettysburg seem like mountains. And you're a little unsteady on your feet. You were a little, a little wibbly wobbly. <laughs> I'm gonna blame the unsteady uh, environment. Yeah, and the it lack was, of trash cans. It was, there's, there's not a trash can. Jackie was very upset by the lack of a trash. I thought I, was I saw one. The empty cans and putting them in my. I uh, thought bag. I saw a trash can on one of the hills, so I'm like, I had an empty can in my hand and a new can, so I'm like, cool. I will throw this can away and only need to use one hand from a beverage. And when I got to like the hilly area, he asked these really aren't big hills at all. No, like it's slightly uneven bit. ground. I'm just at this point like three spike seltzers in and I'm also a lightweight, so I love that that's three yeah, three. That was three. Point, that yeah. was three spike seltzers. Uh, and there wasn't a trash can up there. It was somebody's cooler that I had mistook as a trash can. At least you didn't throw your trash in it. That's very true. I could have been like, Matt, the trash, the trash can now, bitches. Uh, um, but that bonfire, like, that's such a cool fucking idea. That was a cool like, idea. Like, light a gigantic fire. And there fire were celebrities there, too. Fight everybody out. Like, just hang out. Like, you know, it was a nice night. Unfortunately, it did start to thunder mm-hmm. lightning and rain. So we had to go inside. But you know what? That's okay, because we went inside, and it was time for karaoke. Yeah, buddy. It was a packed house. Mm-hmm. Which and, made it nerve-wracking. Yeah, so this one's like, are we going to do karaoke? And I'm like, now four Spike Seltzer's in. I was like, fuck yeah, we're going to do karaoke. <laughs> and I'm like, well, oh my God, what are we going to sing? And the next thing I know, actually, no, that's not true. Well, the trip getting from the outside area to the bar is like a quick two-minute walk down like two hallways. Somehow it took us like 30 minutes because like I would stop and look at something or I was like metic- I would stop at any flat surface I would like put our business cards out but I wouldn't just throw them out like I was like putting like little neat stacks out of our business card everywhere and then I had to pee like 30 times on the way to the bar which again it's like a two minute walk that I turned into 30 so by the time I find Marissa again Oh, also, you couldn't bring outside beverages into the bar. So I'm walking, and Marissa Lake is walking ahead. And then I was like, oh, there's a chair and no outside beverages. So I just sit down in the chair and start drinking my outside beverage before I go to the bar. And Marissa Lake just loses me. She comes, like, out, and she's like, where the hell are you? And I'm like, no outside beverages, dude. <laughs> like, just call it's like, duh. Power, yeah. Like, dur doy, no outside <laughs> beverages. But she's like, cool. I signed us up for karaoke. We're singing Ballroom Blitz. <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, we're singing Ballroom Blitz. Yeah. So we were like eighth or ninth on the list. So a couple people had gone ahead of us. Um, again, Felissa is up there singing her heart out, having the time of her life. Our boy Zach got up and sang an amazing rendition 
of Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. I love that he rolled the R. Yeah, he killed it. A nut, dude. Mm -hmm. He did. He was so entertaining. Um, there was like a lot. Like you know, Katie what? did um, Janet Joplin. She did oh, really she good. Oh, she did. Mm -hmm. She did awesome. Yep. Everybody that went up there. Oh, again, uh, we bumped into our friend Tammy, who had asked us to go up with her, but she was really far down on the list, and we didn't know if we were still going to be there, so we politely declined. But she was like, "I'm really nervous. Like, what if I have to go up by myself?" And I was like, "Girl, if you have to go up by yourself, own it." Yeah. I'm like, "You are with family." Mm -hmm. I said, "There is no one here." that's not going to be supportive. And I'm like, and you pick the right song, they're all gonna sing along. Agreed, I said, I right. guarantee you, if you're up there with the microphone and feeling nervous, you kind of give a wave to somebody, and I guarantee you people come up and sing with you. I said, there is no way in this crowd, at this convention, that anyone would be nothing but, but supportive nice, right. and having fun. Mm -hmm. And she ended up, she went up by herself and sang Pour Some well, Sugar. I think she did have somebody with her. Oh, did she? And, but, yeah. Okay. But she went, She ended up going up there, Pour Some Sugar on Yeah, me. it was adorable. So, uh, but, so it gets to be our turn. Yeah. And we're singing Ballroom Blitz. And our, our little Marissa here, nervous. I was like, dude, you ready? She's like, no, not at all. I'm going to throw up. And I'm like, you got this. You got this. We got, at this point, we have our Spike Seltzer muscles. Mm -hmm. We're going up there, mm -hmm. and that guitar riff starts. That bow, 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 bow. Yep. And then we start singing. We hit that chorus the whole, whole place. Yeah. Whole place. Well, I'll so say, cool. Like any any good karaoke song that people were singing, the whole bar was singing with them. Mm -hmm. But it's just something so different when suddenly you're the one with the microphone in the front. And then everyone is singing with you. It is such like a good I feeling. fucking pulled a rock star and like held the microphone out to the crowd at one point. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, singing ballroom blitz was a fucking trip. So much fun. Um, that's now going to be our new go-to. Oh, song. that's our go-to. We like, killed. We it. need to start hitting the karaoke yeah. circles. <laughs> Agreed, because we killed it. We, we fucking we killed did. it. It was, a, and you said this morning at breakfast somebody recognized oh, you. Oh, I got recognized more for that than I did for anything else this weekend. <laughs> not I'm our on first, stage, yeah. Not the panels. Nope. You're the girl that sang Ballroom Blitz. What's up, oh. Jersey Ghouls? Yep, I was like, guilty. <laughs> um, it was awesome. Yeah, my head's definitely way too big after all that. Um, no, it was just an amazing weekend and an amazing experience, and I hope we gain uh, a lot of fans from it because the people who were there were so dope. They were. So, uh, Sunday today mm -hmm. um we, we were a little slower this morning yeah a little more tired this morning <laughs> a little slightly more headachey than mm -hmm. we might normally be mm -hmm. i don't know why no couldn't you know. imagine why no uh, i don't obviously know where something's going around weird um so <laughs> <laughs> it was my allergies not the excessive alcohol consumption yes, exactly we had allergies this morning so uh today last day of the con the last big event the terrifier panel we got to do the terrifier panel as well and now and wait a minute now it's my turn to gush because i'm so proud of you because you were like, no, I don't want to do panels. No, I'm too scared. No, what if they're terrible? I don't want to do them. I'll do them next year. I'll do them. And you got up there and you co-hosted this panel with me and it was awesome. And I got to say, like, this was going to be the one that I had to do it. Because I believe I did post about this, but this was a while back. I think it was like last year, not this past July, but the July before maybe. I don't remember if it was last year or this year. Okay. Anyway. For my birthday, Chad got me Terrifier on Blu-ray. He said he was looking around on Amazon. He didn't want to get me something that I had already seen. 
and he wanted to be able to find something maybe new to discover. So he's looking around and he finds this movie called Terrifier. It's supposed to be super scary. It's got this clown. He knows that I like the movie It. Let's see what happens. So we watch this movie Terrifier. This is one of those times where there's a scene in the movie where I will audibly cheer. And it's the most inappropriate time to audibly cheer. Because if you've seen Terrifier, you know what Art the Clown does with that hacksaw and that girl that's hanging up upside down. Yeah. yeah. Audible cheers of excitement, which just makes me really question my sanity. But anyway, and then I was telling Marissa about it and, and even Nate, and I made them watch it. And what is awesome is then they end up on Netflix and they got all this boost and notoriety and they be like this movie really became a hit and Art the Clown became like he's he's now like a rising icon in horror so of all the movies for me to panel it had to be Terrifier and to meet David Howard Thornton who played Art the Clown yeah. to meet Damien Leone who is the writer and director mm-hmm. of, of this movie uh, like this this was the panel for me like yeah. absolutely the panel for me to be at and to meet them and they are so nice and they you know were able to they actually no they weren't able to talk about Terrifier 2 but they were able to say that like it's funded like they're ready to go it's it's gonna they be they did tease that there's gonna be a lot more information about Art's backstory yes which you know I'm uh I can't wait. I know there is some criticism with this movie. I know some people really like it. Some people really don't. We actually discussed it in the panel about the misogyny or the, the you know... Uh, yeah, misogynistic readings. Readings from the movie. Which I don't think are, are there. I love... No. I actually really like this movie. No, and it made total sense. And there was just something about when Damien was like, uh, you know, I'm not a misogynist. Like, if anything, I'm like the total opposite raised by a single mother with like a bunch of sisters you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like you know nobody has the respect for women like me he's like it's someone in his situation like how can you not kind of thing so uh, yeah so to do the terrifier panel to meet them to like to take a picture with them afterwards yeah, and, cool. and 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 david stuck or you know where they was writing information so i could tag everything and was having a conversation with me and just and i'm standing there like you know sitting engaged in the conversation but in the back of my head I'm just like screaming such a high pitched scream that this is Art the Clown this is Art the Clown remember that guy in that movie that I cheered for when he saw that girl this is Art the Clown like I was internally just losing my mind and hoping that my face didn't read like a fucking lunatic but no, they you did a good job so so nice everybody here again we're saying it a million times every celebrity guest could not have been nicer mm-hmm. more chill more wonderful they they were just you know yeah. we, we were taking up their time but they never ever ever made us feel that way in sure. any sense of the word yep. even when we stopped them like i said they're walking the call the con like everybody else just checking it out mm-hmm. and if you're like hey what's up i love your movie like they'll sit and talk with you for a couple minutes you know like there were handshakes there were hugs there was yeah. just so much fucking love sure. this weekend mm-hmm. yeah no i i had an absolutely great time i really hope they have a second one i do too i really do too because this was 
Scott wanted to put on a, a, a show for the fans. He got it. I, yeah. I think Matt Kelly was saying that he had talked to a vendor or had overheard a vendor say that like this this kind of con hasn't happened in forever. Like the fact that as we were setting up our booths at like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday, Scott had all these sandwiches brought in. Like there was a spread for the vendors. That's like awesome. here, have some food. Yeah. Scott's staff was walking around with bottles of water for the vendors. Yeah. Scott himself was walking around to the booths on both Friday and Saturday. How's everything going? Yeah. Is everything okay? Are you having a good time? Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for helping me make this possible. That's like, when else? Yeah. What? what we've never been to another con where they said, yeah, they like work. personally, like outside of that email where you gave them your money, there was zero contact after yeah. that. And, you know, I think that's just a testament to the kind of con yeah, that the, the fans and the vendors it, want. Yeah. And Absolutely. it can happen. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I think it was an awesome experience. I'm so excited to, like, kind of digest it and actually let it all soak in. Yeah. Like I said, we've got a ton of pictures. I've put some stuff up on uh, Instagram and Facebook there. I think by the time this drops, everything will be up. But in mm -hmm. case not, there is more to come. There's some videos. I do have some video evidence of us being silly uh, at karaoke. And obviously, if you've seen some of our Facebook Live videos, I may or may not have had alcohol. No, you know yeah. what? I think I like blatantly said I was drunk in yeah. that video. Oh, yeah. You were <laughs> by that point, you were owning it. <laughs> you were like, woo! So, yeah, we, yeah. We, we had an absolute blast. Yeah. We love being able to see our convention family. I mean, God, in the last three months, we've got to see Scott, who lives several hours away from us, Three times in yeah. the last three months. That's true. I didn't and think normally about that. he's like a once a year visit at, at in March, mm -hmm. and to see him this many times, you know, it, it, these conventions. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. I love the convention family. I love being with everybody. Seeing Katie and Zach. Oh my gosh, they know, are we, so fun. We do so much remote podcasting that when we see them in person. It's so great. It's so special and so amazing because they're amazing people. Yeah, absolutely. We recorded an episode with them. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but yeah. I am so excited for me that too. to drop. Me too, me too. Yeah, it was just it was just an all-around good time. And yeah, I really I really am hopeful that this convention was successful and we get a pop, rock, and horror. We get the second annual pop, yeah. rock, and horror convention. Yeah, I agree. Um, no, so yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Yeah. This has been fun. This has been fun. Yeah. You guys know where to find us on the internet, so go do that. That's right. And do the rate and review thing. and Right. And don't forget to check out the other pod slashers in our in our little family. We have Horror Movie Night over at HM, HMNpodcast.com, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we also have MiseOnScream.com where me and Katie talk about all the sociological background of horror and why it's so important to the time it's released. Uh, yeah, so thanks. Eat a bowl of fuck. And eat shit and live. Woo! Bye bye. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.